Hello, welcome everyone to episode one of Darcel Disappoints, a collection of conversations with me, your host, Benjamin White, and Craig Redman, creator of the lovable, if a little dour, character Darcel. Darcel has been a character I've watched evolve in recent years, from illustration to brand collaborator to focal point of exhibitions and into digital collectible art. His dry humour, real-world positioning and incredible sense of style place him as a favourite of mine. And so this opportunity to work with his creator, Craig, and produce a six-episode series that introduces him to a new audience and gives more background to those that are also fans is one that I'm incredibly excited about. The podcast series will be available via Spotify, Apple Podcast, and Google, as well as a whole host of other platforms. We will cover Darcel's origins, uh, life in the Big Apple, and the many and varied exhibitions and collaborations that have featured Darcel, and how you can join Craig and Darcel for the next stage of their journey via the NFT project Dower Darcel's. Craig, welcome. Ben, how are you? Thank you for having me. Very good, thank you. How are you? Feeling good. I'm happy to be here. Excellent news, excellent news. Um, Craig, our first episode is titled <laughs> Meet Darcel. Very simple. Um, and so the obvious question, I guess, is who is Darcel? A very good question. Darcel is this uh, kind of semi-autobiographical character that I created uh, in 2008 when I first moved to New York. Uh, I created him as kind of a vehicle to capture my thoughts and observations about life in New York um, after I moved here. And he kind of bloomed and developed um, from there. I've been chronicling his life now for like 14 years, I think. Uh, he's a little dour, he's a little cynical, uh, and he kind of tends to focus on the moments in life that are skipped over or sometimes ignored. Uh, and I think ultimately that's what makes him relatable. Yeah, I completely agree. And, and where I said like that incredible sense of style, like he's super stylish and like, and, and, and yet really, really relatable. And that real world positioning I was speaking about is what really kind of resonates with me. The idea that he can be in a mundane or just an average place where I might be, or you might be, or, you know, anyone, anyone else might just find themselves. And it just, I find it all really relatable content that I guess that's your intention. Yeah. Yeah, I just love the idea of fixating on the things in life that we tend to skip over or not think about anymore. Um, just the really banal things. To me, that is the most interesting parts of life. It's easy to talk about some crazy big party you went to, but maybe less interesting to think about uh, waking up in the morning and cleaning your teeth. Before we delve a little deeper, I'd love you to give us a sense of why you agreed to join me for this series. Um, that's a good question. I think since I've been creating Darcel for 14 plus years now, it's a great opportunity to talk about um, his history. Uh, and certainly during that period of time, I've been lucky enough to uh, work with some incredible brands on different projects. I've been able to exhibit Darcel around the world. So I, I feel like this is a great opportunity to kind of create a little time capsule of Darcel's life uh, and to also talk about like what the future holds for him as well. Well, look, the best place to start with these things is usually at the beginning. So can you give us your backstory and an insight into the creation of Darcel? I was thinking about this just before I got on the space. Like, what is the actual 
origin of Darcel. And I think it has to be traced back to one very drunken night in 2006 when I applied for the green card lottery when I was living in Australia. Green card lottery, for those who don't know, is a lottery system, like a visa lottery system in the U.S. where you can apply, and if you win, thousands of people win a year. If you win, um, then you're granted like permanent residency to the States. So I was in Australia at the time, drunkenly got home from the pub, entered, because uh, you have like a small window of time to be able to enter, I entered, totally forgot about it. Six months later, I got a package in the mail saying, congratulations, you won the green card lottery, you're now essentially a permanent resident, uh, resident to the States. Wait a like, minute. Yes. Is this real? Yes, Is... absolutely. It's <laughs> that's crazy, a re- right? That's a genuine thing that exists. Does that still exist? It does. It's a slightly different system now. But yeah, these days you get kind of an email straight away or soonish letting you know. Um, back then, yeah, I just totally forgot about it and got this weird package from Texas in the mail. I was like, what on earth? <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard of it, but what a wild thing to win. So you win a green card. So you go to the immigration meeting in Australia, the interview, and they said, where are you going to move to? And I was dumbfounded. I was like, there's a response other than New York? I don't <laughs> had never occurred to me. <laughs> so yeah, New York straight away. Um, so when all the paperwork was organized and I had my green card, Booked my flight, came straight to New York. Um, super, super exciting uh, part of my life. So in my 20s, it was a whole new um, kind of life change for me. Um, and being here was kind of like having those kind of new observations about a new city and a new country that I was in. That's where the kind of idea of Darcel began. Amazing. And so, Evan, you're in NYC. You've got the whole world in front of you and Darcel is born. So explain... Explain then how that, how that came to pass. He actually kicked in around 2008, but for, for six months I was walking around New York in this strange new country, a strange new city, and just having the kind of observations you have internally about how different it is to perhaps how you thought it would be, how different it is to the movies, how different it is from, from uh, my own experiences growing up in Australia. Um, and I wanted to kind of figure out a way that I could capture those thoughts. And at the time, blogging was a big thing. So I was like, okay, well, I'll do a blog. It'll be a diary of my life kind of thing in New York. Let's capture these moments while I'm still naive and not jaded. (laughs) And I remember the blog kind of uh, rampage that the world went on. Everybody wanted to open a, a blog and capture moments from their life and photographs and write, you know, just observations and things that people might follow and things like that. Exactly. And it was a way for me to avoid having to fill my parents in every single week on what I was doing in New York. I thought if yeah. I did a blog, a blog, they could just follow that and I wouldn't have to worry about it. Nice. Um, yeah, but instead of, uh, you know, I, my background is in, as an illustrator and a, a designer and I thought, okay, well, this is an opportunity to do something different. Instead of doing a written blog... I will do an illustrated blog. It hadn't really been done or done very much at the time. So I thought, okay, that could be my kind of new take on it. Um, I realized as I was kind of thinking of this idea that I need a character that's going to represent me in my life in New York. So that was kind of where yeah, the start of Darcel uh, began. Amazing. And so Darcel is, is like a self-portrait then? I would say Darcel is like an exaggerated version of me. Um, he tends to react 
to situations in life in a little bit more of an exaggerated way than I do necessarily. Uh, but yeah, it's, he's a vehicle for me to, uh, to observe things, to, to, to say what I think about kind of stuff, I guess, as well. Yeah, he's a vehicle. He, he is me <laughs> to, to a degree. <laughs> and do you remember the first uh, time you posted Darcel? The very first post I do remember, I don't remember the exact caption, but the, the very first post was Darcel leaning against a, a pylon in the subway uh, waiting for a train to arrive. And I'm sure it had some cynical, sarcastic tagline that went along with it too. I, um, that's really that's really interesting because you you've essentially said you're creating a now most blogs that I read particularly travel blogs you know it put people on the Great Wall of China and it put people you know on the San Francisco <laughs> totally. bridge um, and and you know all of these different amazing landmarks but your first post was you leaned against a pylon waiting for a train is that you know <laughs> wh- wh- where does that kind of where does that I guess I guess we could call it dour, but it's also like a sense of humor, right? So where does that come from within this whole thing? Well, definitely I wanted the blog because I was new to the city and I was experiencing all these small little things in different ways. I wanted the blog to focus on those really banal everyday moments that people kind of just forget about. Um, But because those moments were so new to me and so unique, um, I really wanted to like borrow down on those ideas so there's a lot of, in that first year, I mean, it's kind of embarrassing for me to look back on it, but it's <laughs> a lot of like lining up for coffee or walking up my sixth floor walk up to my crappy apartment or like eating five dumplings for a dollar. It's sort of really just focusing on those like boring, banal moments that everyone experiences in their lives probably at some point, um, especially if you're kind of in the big grind of a, a big city. Uh, those little things were really, really interesting to me. And and had you obviously you're in New York now with you're doing this, you know, what was your life like before that? Had you lived in a big city or had you been kind of in the countryside? Like, what what was uh, was it was it a drastic change for you to kind of adjust to? I grew up in the countryside, um, but I lived in um, Sydney, which is a, a pretty big city. Um, I think it's probably more cultural changes or cultural differences, which were obvious to me um, coming from Australia, obviously to the US. Maybe that was more significant than, um, you know, growing up with cows versus (laughs) catching the subway. So let's, why don't we talk more then about your artistic inspiration for Darcel and like perhaps your style more generally you say that you didn't like graphic design illustration and then obviously you're the creator of Darcel like tell us a bit more about your style and your inspiration so I had an illustration career before Darcel um, and that kind of illustration style was super complicated and tedious Um, and another reason I wanted to create Darcel and this blog was a way for me to like start afresh, essentially, in New York, to really strip back all the preposterousness and pretentiousness of my illustrations before and just focus on making something really, really simple. Um, and that's kind of the principles I applied when I uh, first started drawing Darcel, figuring out like what Darcel would look like. I wanted the character to be as simple as possible. It was like, how can I draw this character in such a simple way 
that every time I have an idea for a blog post, it's not going to be a pain in the butt for me to create. I want it to be super, super simple. Um, and I remember the time uh, when I was thinking of the shape of Darcel, my friend was referring to everyone as egg on stilts, um, like kind of bigger upper body and then skinny jeans. Um, I was like, why don't I literally just draw that as, a, as what Darcel should be? Uh, and I did one eye because that was easier to draw than two. <laughs> I thought having a monocle would like be a point of difference. Uh, Darcel has a monocle. So yeah, it was really just stripping back decisions to their most basic forms and um, trying to have fun with my career instead of it being kind of tedious. Yeah, I mean, I love like the notion of uh, of an egg on stilts. And and one of my favorite <laughs> things about about Darcel, I think, is the simplicity, right? And 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 the fact that you know you've been able to create a character that is so very very recognizable and i guess a lot of that is down to the simplicity of it but i think it's it's simplicity that allows you to kind of make it quite complex like you're able to portray emotion you're able to portray humor sarcasm and all is all of these different things just by like you know the the slight difference between a fully open eye and a tired eye and a uh, a, a frowning eye you know you can actually portray emotion just through uh the the positioning and, of an eye and and so yeah like you know, what's it been like to play with that notion it makes me happy to hear that that you can tell that 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 that's great because you know i really just internally when i approach a darcel illustration i want to i think to myself how can i portray this idea in the most simple form possible how can i do it with a simple shrug or a color that kind of evokes the kind of feeling that i that i want to give so yeah like stripping stuff back you'd think it would be uh simple but it actually makes things much much harder how do i get that quick high impact in in a really simple way the, the way i look at the illustrations on the blog as well have always been like they are segments of a larger story so essentially, you just get a snapshot in time. And because it's a pretty simple moment, lining up for coffee, it's a moment that a lot of people can relate to, and they can kind of add their story to the front and the back of that simple illustration, that simple snapshot in time. Genuinely, that is exactly how I feel when I look at the illustrations. I'm, I can put myself in the position. I can remember what it was like to wait for a bus or or hang out for a taxi or, you know, fall out of a bar late at night or, <laughs> you know, have to go and see something early in the morning. Like, it's just, it's, I, I think that's what is so charming about Darcel is how he's positioned in real life and, and everyone can relate to it. And, uh, yeah, I, I love that. Uh, what, what about your process, Craig? Like, what, what uh, how, how is Darcel made? What, what's the process you use? The process totally starts with, just having my brain open all the time. By that I mean walking around New York, observing different things that are going on, being conscious of the fact of, uh, of my activities of the day, and being open to like what ideas and things come into my, my field of vision every day. So it might be something as simple as something I observe uh, on the street. Maybe it's a couple having a fight. And then I think, okay, that's an interesting thing to, to explore or to draw. And then once I kind of have that idea, I would generally just do a really quick sketch to try and figure out um, the composition. And then once I have the sketch, um, 
I will dig into my Darcel files and kind of use all the different Darcels I've created over time to create um, the illustration of the artwork itself. Uh, again, I really make a conscious decision not to make it super complicated for me. Um, I think I can't remember exactly, but there's something like over a thousand posts now. Wow. Uh, and that would not have been achievable if I'd um, made it super complicated. Um, so yeah, just, it definitely comes with the observation and the idea. And then you try to think mentally, how am I going to turn that into something that, uh, people are going to be able to relate to. Amazing, amazing process. And, and I'm curious, um, has Darso changed much? So where are we now? 2007, eight. So we're about 14 years in. So like. <laughs> what, what, what's the difference of Darcel 2022 to Darcel 20, 2008? I was thinking, as you mentioned, um, falling out of a bar before. Um, <laughs> We've <laughs> all looked, done it. Uh, <laughs> too many times to count. <laughs> I was looking back at some of the earlier uh, blog posts, and it's pretty embarrassing, like 14 years later, some of the stuff I was doing and posting about. Um, I definitely had less shame back then about <laughs> letting everyone know what I was up to. Uh, I guess it's it's because it's a diary of my life. Like you can definitely see the evolution from you know uh, kind of ridiculous shit you do in your twenties to what you get up to these days. Um, and I think also it became a form of therapy for me as well. Like being able to express these ideas and observations allows you to think more deeply about your thoughts um, and putting it out into the world is obviously make, is a very vulnerable thing to do, right? It's letting people see your innermost thoughts. Sometimes they're banal, sometimes they're a little bit more complicated. Um, so it, it's been really fascinating to like, A, watch that journey and be, I guess, part of it as well. Um, but he's Amazing. definitely more mature and boring these days, but compared to the <laughs> old days. <laughs> and, and he's a real reflection of you, right? Where does the name exactly. come from? I'm curious about that one. Oh, yeah. So I, I, I really drew uh, and created Darcel just in terms of like the actual character Darcel in one day. Um, again, how do I do this as simple as possible? Draw it all in one day. Don't think about it. Um, so I kind of had this character. Um, and I was like, well, I'm, you know, I'm pretty pessimistic person so let's just type in words pessimism name darkness into google and see what comes up uh and pretty quickly uh darcel came up which is a i think it's of french origins which means like darkness which is a little uh, dramatic but i thought it was a good name and also had alliteration with disappoints which i liked and you're still you're still posting now Yep, absolutely. Um, not with the frequency that I used to do, but absolutely. I, I, I really do find it therapeutic, even if it's not, um, uh, you know, working through issues. I just find the process of, like, being able to draw Darcel as a fun therapeutic thing to do, you know. So I, I do it uh, probably, like, once a month or so now. Amazing. And what's your – okay, here's one then. What's your – if you can remember, seeing as you've done a thousand posts, what's your all-time favorite post that you've done of Darcel? And and then maybe after that, what's your fav most recent favorite? Uh, my most recent favorite is easy because I posted it the other day and I, I've been thinking about it a lot. <laughs> the title was 
the gentle humiliation of group fitness classes. <laughs> right. <laughs> and I haven't seen it yet, but it's already funny. It's pretty simple illustration. It's, uh, it's Darcel, I, me in a group fitness class. And I've been trying to be better about being fitter, taking care of myself. Um, so I've been doing group fitness classes. And, you know, I'm always thinking as I'm doing them, you know, you have to let go of the pride <laughs> when yeah. you're doing this. There's a certain amount of humiliation that comes along with it. Uh, so I, oh, yeah. really, I really like that one. <laughs> I love it. And one, an all-time favorite. I'm trying to think, like, some of, the, some of the ones that I really liked in that first year, I did, a, I did two, which was uh, Starbucks, uh, the public toilets of New York, and Apple stores are the... Uh, uh, where you check your emails in New York, both things which probably aren't that funny these days, but back in the day, it was so weird to me that people would use, compared to Australia, where resources exist for people to, to do those things. Uh, in the States, it's kind of like these public, uh, sorry, private institutions that are uh, service <laughs> those things. I don't know You're why. You're caught short. I always think of those two posts for some reason. I love it. It sounds amazing. I, I'm, I need to go back through the back. Where can people find your posts? DarcelDisappoints.com. Another reason uh, I stuck with Darcel because the .com was available. <laughs> uh, always. That's great. Okay. Well, the, that's that's really useful. I'm gonna I'm gonna get onto there. I'm gonna start pouring back through some of the old ones and remind myself. I think that's great. Yeah. It's fun. Um, yeah. And so you still deliver um, Darcel through this illustrative blog. Um, like what's where's the, Darcel's been to all kinds of far flung places and and seen all kinds of crazy things in those thousand posts. Darcel has seen and done it all in that sense. Absolutely. Um, what's that been like? It's been pretty pretty surreal for sure. Um, especially when you start to see some of those strange moments. Uh, uh, for example, uh, an exhibition of Darcel in Paris that was attended by Karl Lagerfeld. And then I would do an illustration of that moment and put it back on the blog when everything became very meta, right? Wow. Darcel at an exhibition of Darcel on the blog about Darcel. I guess that's completely uh, narcissistic. It starts, well, to, but... starts to become a self-fulfilling prophecy. <laughs> yeah, it's, a, it's, it's super surreal. But it's been a, a pretty amazing adventure. Well, look, um, thank you, everybody uh, in the audience for listening. Um, I think it's been great. We'd love your feedback. Um, please reach out to uh, uh, Dawa Darcels on Twitter or on uh, the Dawa Darcels Discord um, if you've got any kind of feedback or any um, suggestions or questions you'd love to put to Craig or you'd like me to put to Craig even and, and different things you'd like to learn all about Darcel. I think, um, you know, it's uh, it's it's just great to hear more about this wonderful character that you've been able to create and 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 to feel like we can come along with you on this journey and then and then see see what the future holds. So thank you so much for joining me, Craig. Thanks, Ben. Really appreciate it. You've been listening to Darcel Disappoints, hosted by me, Benjamin White. Theme music by Ollie Chang.